Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into At The Podium 4.5. I'm your host, Michael Kist. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist, NFL, that's K-I-S-T. All of this, of course, is powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Today, we have two press conferences for you. First up is Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, to explain some interesting things behind why Jalen Mills might be sticking on the outside and why Avanti Maddox, the rookie cornerback, is moving to safety and why he made that move along with some other discussions about some of the coverages and fourth downs that the Eagles were unable to come up big on. Then after that is Micro, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, talking about the offensive performance in the 23-26 overtime loss to the Titans. So all that coming up, lots of fascinating info contained in these. And we'll be back with our regular scheduled programming tomorrow as the Kiston Solak Show returns to break down the All-22 film of the Eagles and Titans Week 4 game before moving on to Minnesota. So let's kick it over to the press conferences. We'll start with Jim Schwartz right now. Hopefully I don't. All right. Jim, um, what kind of, past week, what kind of options did you look at safety? Was Jalen Mills ever considered because he had played safety versus Avante who had never played in? No, um, we're comfortable leaving Jalen at corner. Um, you know, when it came time to replace um, Rodney, who, who will be sorely missed this year, he'll be back, but he'll, he certainly, we certainly felt his uh, loss. Um, he's been such an important part of our team. Um, when we replaced him, we sort of compartmentalized it into two positions. One was Corey Graham and the other one was um, Avante. And we thought of all the guys on our roster, we thought Avante had a lot of the same traits that uh, Rodney had. And with Avante playing the nickel position, there's a lot of carryover between nickel and safety also. So even though some things are new, um, he's got excellent quickness. He's got great eyes for the football. Um, He's got the combination of being able to cover and also be able to play to run. All the things we liked about him as a nickel, we also like about him as a safety. So um, I think we'll see more of him going forward in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also mean starting two, you're going forward with Jalen as your outside starting corner? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm firmly behind Jalen Mills as a corner. Um, you know, one of the reasons we had a big parade on Broad Street was uh, was Jalen Mills. And, you know, he's he's played a lot like um, like a two-and-two two corner. We've played a lot like a two-and-two two defense. We've played a lot like a two-and-two two team right now. There's been inconsistencies all around, but um, it's our job to help him through that. It's his job to get out of that. And um, I'm firmly behind Jalen Mills. That guy's that guy's played a lot of good football for us, and he's he's uh, he's he's epitomizes a lot of things we're about defensively: toughness and competitiveness, and ability to bounce back. And uh, I'm confident he will. Are you making any personnel changes this week, Jim? Yeah, I, I, I never. You guys know I never talk about personnel changes, maybe other than getting behind a guy like that. Um, but 
Um, yeah, anything else we'll just see on Sunday. Jalen and I think it was uh, Malcolm. Were they supposed to be or should they have been deeper? Oh, no, that wasn't a zone. That was an all-out blitz. We were going for the win right there. We were Because if we can get a sack right there or we can get a completion inbounds, um, I don't know if they can get their game tying field goal off, or you know maybe they just get up and try to run a quick fade or something like that. Um, you know, it was one of those situations that we were aggressive. We went for the win, and we sort of uh, paid for it. But that, that's that's a that's a blitz. That's man. Um, they brought a guy back behind the ball. Everybody was one on one. Avante got the one. He slipped on the play. Made up some ground, but it was too late after he slipped. Um, you know, they had the advantage, and uh, we ended up paying the price for it. They were supposed to be though. There's a tight end and a running back over there, and um, and they're man to man on those guys. As far as uh, situational football has been a strength of this team, uh, the fourth downs, uh, you just chalk that up as one of those weeks, or is it bigger than that? Yeah, I mean, incredibly disappointing. I mean, you know, fourth and ones are are tough. You know, fourth and inches like that, you got to defend every blade of grass on the field, and that's that's a difficult position. You can't expect to win every one of those, but you know, damn if we shouldn't expect to win every fourth and fifteen, and that was probably the biggest disappointment. You're going to have some that that you give up. I mean, it's just life in the big city. Um, but fourth and fifteen, um, you know, that's that, that's the one that's the most disappointing, and you know that cost us the game. We probably had about six plays that if we made any of those plays, we win the game. And obviously, we didn't make the plays to win the game. What went wrong on the fourth and fifteen? What's that? What went wrong on the fourth? Our coverage broke down. There were, three, there were three long balls that only one of them was completed, but the two others, the receivers, basically, well, Marion missed a guy. The first one, the other one was dropped. Was the deep safety supposed to be there for those plays? Well, I don't. You know, I'm not going to talk all the particulars about the scheme, but not all of them were played um, correctly. Um, you know, there. And here's a, I, I will, I'll be confident to say this: all three of those are coverages that we shouldn't give up big plays on. They're, they're plays that if they gain ten yards or five yards, you know, we're sort of you know picking up and moving to the next play. But um, you know, and it's a little bit like the fourth, fourth and fifteen. We're perfectly willing to give up ten yards on that play. I mean, we can give up fourteen and a half, but uh, can't give up more than fifteen, and, and we were loose on that. Same, same as those those other plays. I think that um, you know. You look at the game, I, th I thought we played a really good first half of that game. Um, and then second half, we weren't consistent at all. Um, gave up a touchdown. I mean, it's disappointing. When you get a 14-point lead midway through the fourth quarter, midway through the third quarter, we should win that game. And, and that's that's on the defense. Defense should win that game. We get a 14-point lead midway through the third. We get a, a lead in overtime. It's our responsibility to win that game. We didn't play consistent enough to win that game. And that goes from a fourth and one all the way to a fourth and 15. When you say help Jalen through this, do you mean schematically on the field or do you mean off the field confidence-wise? Oh, no. Do, do you know Jalen? <laughs> you ever see him? Yeah, confidence. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, um, but but I, th I do think there's a combination of scheme, technique, um, you know, other other things that go into that, and that's part of position coach's job. That's part of defense coordinator's job. Um, you know, our guys play with a lot of confidence. We don't have to worry about that with them. We just need we need to be more consistent. I said, you know, we we play suspiciously like a two and two team, and that's um, you know that's where it is. And probably any any player you you want to ask about how they're playing. Playing a lot like a two and two, uh, a two and two player right now, a two and two team.
Corey Graham goes, does he, is he, he played 71 snaps. Is that sustainable going forward for a 33? Yeah, that's probably, that's probably a lot. Um, you know, short term, you can do a lot of things short term. Long term, it, it's probably a little bit unrealistic long term, but we'll see how it goes going forward. Um, we're, we're, we're comfortable with him in, in roles that he's played for us, and he's had to step up and play increased um, snaps at different points, but we'll just see going forward. So, Monty, uh, how did he play in, in that first game, and is there room for him to grow into an even larger role, too? Yeah, I'll stay with my, um, stay with my talking point. Uh, he played like a two-and-two two, uh, team. I mean, like made an interception and got us a, got us a, um, got us a score, you know, and, um, and then, you know, had a had a one on one slipped. I mean, you know, slip. That's part of your, part of your being a player, and gave up the play. So, um, you know, did some good things, obviously, and some things that uh, we can improve on for sure. But he's but the thing we like. I mean, Avante's another guy that's 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 very competitive. He's quick. He's really smart. We really like him as a player, and um, this that was a good chance for us to be able to get him on the field. He, he said that Doug shared was that. Until you guys stop the deep ball, teams are going to still challenge you there. What's the fix there? How do you improve in that area? Well, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. I said I've been on record of saying this a lot of times. It's very rare that it's just an individual play. Um, there's 11 different pieces, and all those pieces have something to do with um, giving up deep balls. Your rush is a little bit better. Quarterback doesn't have time. Um, your overlapping zone is better, and and you're knocking balls down or intercepting balls, your man-to-man -man is a little bit tighter, you don't have those problems. Um, you know, so it, it's a combination of a lot of things. I, you know, the thing is, you look at the, the balls we've given, and, and I'd, I'd put the penalties on there too, you know, because even though they don't count against stats, you know, I don't really care very much about stats other than winning and losing and points allowed, but um, they count. I mean, they, they still move the ball. So they, they, they count on us also, and... Um, you know that's that's a big thing for us. When we played, when we played well as a defense, um, we haven't given up big plays. We need to get back to that. Jim, how do you balance whether to put a guy in an unfamiliar position, like mentioning Devonte, you know, moving him to safety as opposed to Jalen? Is it by need totally that you you know, you'd rather have you need an outside corner so Jalen's there? I mean, or I'm just curious how you make that judgment call of who to move into something that's unfamiliar. Yeah, you know, we, we've, we've done it. We've done it in the past, too, when we've got injuries. Um, try to leave as many people. I, I think some of our best um, work has been done trying to leave as many people as we can in the same position and just make one exchange rather than the uh, waterfall of move one guy and then somebody else moves into his, somebody else moves into his. It's hard to gain consistency when that happens, you know, where you, you, you move one guy into a role, you're waiting you're you're working on that guy developing and ironing out his wrinkles um, as everybody else is staying familiar to what they're um, what they're doing. Like the way Sidney Jones has played in the nickel spot, and would he be a guy like you might consider giving more time on the outside? And, yeah. um, he's played suspiciously like a two and two player. Also, um, you know, they, he made a play on the sideline on the first play. Him and I think it was him and Malcolm had a switch on a on a pick route and uh, came and made a great play, a big third down stop for us. But then later on, he had his warts also, and he had a, he had a hand in a lot of those plays also, and he just needs to work on being more consistent at the nickel position. We're excited about him. He's, he's made some really good plays. I mean, I think one that probably fell a little bit below the radar, we never talked about it last week, he, he made a tackle on that blitz that 
I mean, it, it was it was an incredible effort. Um, so there there are good things. He's 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 trending the right way. We have a lot of confidence. He can play outside if he's asked to do that. I'm sure he'll do a good job. No concerns about Avante's size as far as playing safety. Yeah, you know, think about that. that was always one thing that was said about Rodney. Also, you know, they're they're not a whole lot different as far as uh, as far as height. Um, Fonte's maybe a little bit lighter. I think that Rodney had some of those same things. Rodney played corner in college. Um, Fonte gives us great range. He's quick. Um, he's a smart player. He's just a little bit inexperienced, and um, each rep he gets will get better for us. You have just three safeties. Are you, are you banging the table for for a fourth and possibly someone who's played the position extensively? Yeah, I don't bang the table for really anything. I mean, we we get. Um, I mean. Um, to, to quote Malcolm Jenkins, um, we're all we got, we're all we need. Um, we're, we're confident that we can cover anything with the guys that we have in the room. As you, that, as you go forward, are you viewing Avante as a safety this season, or is he still going to work in as, as a slot? Yeah, you know, we cross-train guys so much, and, and that's been such a big part of our success. Um, you know, Malcolm plays linebacker positions, plays nickel, plays both safety spots. Corey Graham plays all over the place. I mean, you can see him all over, and I think that's been – big part of our success. So guys that can cross chain are important to us. Gives us a little bit of flexibility. He can cover wide receivers. Um, you know, he's got great range. Um, that's really good eyes for the football. I think you see that on the interception. He's just cluing the quarterback the whole way there. Um, you know, and there's there, there's been some very successful safeties in the NFL that have that skill set. Um, it's a little bit different than, you know, some of the some of the, the bigger guys that have played position doesn't mean you can't be effective doing it. What's your follow-up on that? Does Rasul Douglas get cross-trained safety corner? What does he need to do to uh, get, get more snaps? Yeah, you know, he, he does get cross-trained a little bit. He's mainly an outside corner. We think that best fits his skill set. Um, and he's always ready no matter what the situation. I think we saw that in the opener. Had to come in for just a couple plays, and he may play. So uh, did for us last year. We have confidence that if he's called on it, he'll do the same thing for us this year. When you look at uh, just in general across the league, you look at all the exotic pre-snap motion, how, how does that make it difficult for the defense? You're talking about like jet motions? Yeah, yeah like the fly motions and the jet motions. Um, it just makes things happen so much quicker. I mean, motion's been a part of the game forever, and guys always have to work across. But generally, there wasn't a lot of – I mean, the guy was motion and sort of running about half speed. We're seeing now as we're seeing motions – and it, it's, it's not exactly new. Um, it's been around for a while. But you're seeing motions that are full speed. I mean, guys look like they're at the combine trying to run. And it just, it just makes your communication – your anticipation, your communication – um, have to be seamless, and you have to be uh, you have to match the speed physically, and you also have to match the speed um, mentally, so to speak, scheme wise. Where you guys have given up more than 20 points again? Why do you think the trend continues where you're playing better defensively at home than on the road? Yeah, I think that's just built into the NFL. Um, we need to play better on the road. I mean, obviously, we play eight games on the road, and we can't be eight and eight, be winning our home games and losing all our road games. Um, so, um, you know, but like I said last week, um, the biggest difference is the home crowd. Everything else is the same. Um, we're striving for consistency as a team. We're two and two. We've had ups and downs. And, I mean, I, I told the players this, and you guys know I'm, I'm not real wild about revealing conversations, but, but this is a little bit more generic. Um, you can look at our team and say we're one win. We're one play 
and maybe maybe I can point to a dozen plays from um, the Titans game. We're one play away from being three and one. We're also two plays away from being zero and four. So we need to face that. And um, you know we're sort of right in the middle of that, being two and two. I mean, but Julio Jones makes a catch, or Andrew Luck escapes out of a sack, and you know finds somebody in the end zone, and you know. Um, you know, also we could be looking at a, at a completely different thing. So I think whether it's home, whether it's road, um, we need to play more consistent as a team um, and particularly as a defense. What are you seeing from the Vikings? Okay, the same, same thing. Um, new quarterback, obviously. Um, a lot of the same skill guys getting Dalvin Cook back has been big for him. They haven't been able to run the ball um, because they've been behind in some games and been in some shootouts in another. Um, you know, they put a bunch of points on the board last week, put a bunch of points on the board against the Packers. Um, you know, I think coming into the season, everybody expected San Fran to be a strong contender. They dispatched them in the opener. They just had one awful game. You know, I mean, they were down 27 nothing, I think, in the middle of the second quarter against the Bills. And it just shows you what this, this league is all about. And, you know, the Bills came into that game 0-2 and they were reeling and, Guys were retiring, and you know, I mean, every, I mean, anything that, anything that could be bad was bad for them. But and and they went on the road and just came out on fire and played, and you know, it just goes to show you can't, you can't, you can never assume anything. And everybody in this league is good enough to be here. And uh, I was really proud of of Buffalo for uh, for that game. Um, but um, getting Dalvin Cook back has changed. They haven't really been able to run the ball. A few changes on the offensive line. Um, obviously, a new quarterback, and his stats are really good right now. Completing 70% of his passes, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, you know, and they scored a bunch of points. We're going to have to keep the points down, and um, you know, and make sure they don't get the run game. I think it's a little easy to get deceived with the run game. Them being 32 in the NFL right now, and they have a defensive coach. Um, you know, he's not going to stand for that very long. They, they, they want to establish the run. It's our job to keep them from doing that and keep big plays off the board. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, well, when you know you don't stay on schedule, then um, you've got to call the game accordingly. And we had some um, drives and, and series where. Um, you know, we may make a couple first downs, but then fall behind the chains, and um, we're just trying to make first downs. You guys were aggressive, though, in first down. Uh, was that the game plan coming in, and did that affect your ability because sometimes you're just getting sacked there and you losses on those plays? Well, I think, you know, our mindset here on offense is to always be aggressive. Um, we certainly want to be sound in what we do, and, um, you know, Coach tries to call each and every game that way. And uh, it's been a very successful formula for us. Um, sometimes, you know, they're practicing too. They're watching tape and, and they make plays and, and we have a negative play or, um, you know, we have a sack and then, you know, we got to be able to overcome those moments. Brian, what's going on with blitz recognition and picking up blitzes? It seems like it's become a real adventure. Uh, those are your words. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, we've got uh, as good an offensive line as there is in the league and wouldn't trade any of those guys. And, um, the guys on the other side, they, they, do, they do a lot of studying, too, and they work hard. And they had a couple of good pressures. They, get, they have a good pressure scheme. Um, we knew that going into the game. They do a good job picking um, the offensive linemen up front and knocking guys off, of, uh, off, the, you know, off the games and making it difficult to pass games and, and, and getting on, on edges. And a couple of instances that happened. And we've had a couple of nakeds 
um, where we've naked it right into a pressure and, and um, you know, has resulted in a sack, so it's a little bit bad timing too. Looking back at those uh, specifically, do you, do you think you guys were tipping something or was that just, um, you know, luck with of the draw there with the nakeds that where you ran? I right think there? it was just luck of the draw. I mean, we had a good call on a couple of weeks ago and um, we got a mechanism to, to go the other direction and, and uh, we ended up uh, not seeing it the right way. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that, that happened that you want to avoid. Um, but in this case, it, it, we didn't avoid it and, and we had a loss. You had a, a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter and overtime, staunched in the red zone there. What were the problems from what you saw? A chance to win the game, how I thought we had the lead, thought we took the lead. Well, you scored a touchdown, but it was over. Right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, so we did take the lead. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we we did we did go down and score points and put our, put ourselves in a position to win. And, um, you know, we're not getting the production uh, that we would like. We want to score more touchdowns. And um, that's what we're out there to do, not, not to kick field goals. We've got a great field goal kicker, but um, we all know that we want to score touchdowns and finish those drives in the end zone. And um, we'll go back out there this week and, and try to put another good plan together and um, execute and, and make the plays when the plays are there to be made. So uh, it's a little bit of everything. Um, you know, here at week four, we're, we're not scoring at the clip that maybe that, that we've given ourselves the opportunity to because we've ha had to kick more field goals than we like. Was all Sean returning that kind of production? What is that ability? His, you know, the back shoulder stuff, the 50-50 balls. What does that bring to the? Well, game? you can see that he presents a matchup um, problem and advantage for us. Um, so it's just nice to have him out there. I think he's uh, somebody that Carson can always look to and feel comfortable with in a one-on-one -on -one situation, and um, that he can he can rise up and make a play for us. And I mean, he did that. I mean, huge play on third and sixteen in the red zone. Um, we had, I think, four third downs in the red zone that uh, we were only one for four, and that was third and 16 for the touchdown. So, um, you know, some of those situations are hard when you get third and goal to go with, you know, long distance. Those are, um, you know, those are difficult plays to call and, and to be able to uh, come up with touchdowns in those situations. So that was a huge play. And, um, you know, a couple of the other third downs that he was able to help us convert. So, you know, he's a big part of what we want to do going forward. Um, and he certainly played really well his first time out. Are you, were you helping Doug on two minute? Uh, that last play before the half, well, not one, one of the last plays before the half, with 11 seconds left, uh, he called a run there. Do you have the ability to talk him out, out of making that call? And um, I mean, is that kind of your role there, or is your role just to kind of, uh, you know, feed him plays or, or uh, scenarios? Coach and I talked before the game about, you know, all the situations over the course of the week. and just like we do as an entire staff. So, um, you know, we're not there to second guess calls or anything like that. We're, we're going to go with the play that's called and uh, execute and then get ready to call the next one. It seems like you got away from using outside zone a little bit against the Titans. Does that depend really on what personnel you have in the game? Um, no, I don't think it's uh, personnel driven. It's, you know, we want to make our game plan based on the scheme that we're playing against and um, to play with leverage and angles to give ourselves the best, you know, angles on the blocks. and. Um, so that you know, it's gonna it's gonna vary each and every week. We can we can run outside zone to uh, you know in, in any personnel group. Jordan's been playing a lot on the outside. You've been keeping Nelson inside more than people thought. Uh, and what's the thinking there as far as that is concerned? Well, we think Nelson's a really productive player inside. Um, he was throughout the course of the entirety of last season, and um, feel really comfortable with what he's done for us there. That doesn't that doesn't disparage you know what Jordan can do or or can't do. That as uh, 
just a, a product of the fact that Nellie's had a ton of production in there for us. What are some of the issues with the screen game? It doesn't seem to be um, going working as well as it has for you guys in the past. We had uh, issues the other day, a couple pressures into it, and some D linemen fell off into, you know, really kind of fell into the lap of the running back, made it difficult for him to get out. Uh, in one case, you know, a couple weeks ago against Tampa Bay, um, we had some, some really productive screens. So, um, again, you know, one of the areas that, that we, you know, we know we need to get more out of um, is kind of, you know, just one of the couple of those unfortunate deals where they, they had the right call on in that situation and, and uh, kind of fell into a couple of plays. What did you see from Wendell in terms of blitz pickup, knowing his assignment and uh, executing those blocks? Uh, you know, Wendell, um, you know, when you give him the opportunity, he did a really nice job for us. And, um, you know, He's one of those guys that provides a spark when he gets in there and get, gets the ball in his hands. Had a big run there on that, I believe it was the overtime drive. Um, had a free hitter in the hole and, and bounced off of him for about an 11-yard run um, going down our sideline there, uh, first down. And all the backs are diligent. Deuce does a great job getting those guys ready in their, in their pass protections, and, and uh, they're locked in on it. catches in the first half. Had that 24-yarder on the first possession in the third quarter and then had just one more catch the rest of the game. Did they do anything? Did they make any adjustments on him that took him away? Uh, why wasn't he a bigger part uh, in the second half? Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I, he's always a part of what we do. He factors into every everything that we do. He's one of our key playmakers. And no, they didn't do anything differently um, to try to take him away or, or minimize his production. Um, the ball just didn't find him. I get the questions, guys. You know, you got to ask them and do that job. But um, we try to be as balanced as, as we can be. And we're going to play the game that we think needs to be played. And some of it's dictated during the course of the game. Um, you know, we, we, we prided ourselves, and I think Coach is as patient a, a play caller as there is in the running game in this league. And uh, really doesn't deviate from it. And you can see there at the end of the game, we're still running the football. Uh, you know, even in the overtime drive, we're, we're running it time after time and, and having good success. So, uh, you know, a run call is never very far from from uh, the tip of his finger. He's, he's always thinking about it and um, conversing with, with the staff during the course of the game. What have you this many hits on Carson uh, as you had Sunday uh, on a regular basis? We, we certainly want to keep him upright, that's for sure. We don't like seeing him picking himself up off the ground. And we got to do a better job of that. All of us got to be conscious of that. And it starts with us as coaches and, and make sure we put a good plan together to keep him clean. What have you seen from that Minnesota defense? Uh, number one last year, they struggled this year. Uh, seems like they've had some communication issues on the back end. Is that something you think you can take advantage of? We got a lot of respect for Coach Zimmer and his defense, and, and they got uh, a lot of talented players there on defense. So it'll be a, it'll be a big challenge for us on Sunday. Well, it's it's low percentage when you put yourself in, in you know in that circumstance um, throughout the course of a game. I think we had seven um, third and nine pluses uh, the other day, so we all know that the percentage drops dramatically uh, at that at that distance, that down and distance. So uh, we could do a better job on first and second down um, to not be in those those uh, predicaments as, as often throughout the course of the game. I mean that that makes it hard on any offense. Like with uh, Wentz coming off the injury, I mean, he's, he's certainly showing mobility, but maybe not at the same level pre-injury yet. Are you guys talking through 
through that um, as he's adapting to kind of uh, whatever early limitations he might be having as he's coming off that major surgery? No, we don't have any conversations about it. I mean, he looks he looks great to me. I mean, he's got to you know he's got to wear the brace, which I imagine if we all walked around with a brace on, wouldn't quite feel the same as as it would without the brace. But I don't I don't see any real limitations in his. Uh, mobility or pocket mobility to be able to scramble first for a uh, first down. I mean, I think he's a pretty mobile quarterback for, for the size that he is. And, um, at, you know, at, in this league, he does a good job of, of standing there, sliding the pocket, getting out of the pocket and um, lo looking to run or throw once he breaks outside the pocket. But how, how would you assess this player overall in the, in the two games so far? Maybe you know compared to last year, what you saw. Yeah, I think he's played well. I mean, for a guy who's just played in two games, had no really no preseason games to prepare at all. Um, Carson's played really well for us, and um, you know we all got to raise the level of our game. It's not. Uh, that's certainly not on Carson's shoulders. It's it's on all of us. And uh, whether we'd won or lost on Sunday, we'd be sitting here saying the same thing. There's there's a lot of things that we need to get better at to have the kind of season we want to have. Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. Make sure you are subscribed to The Good Fight podcast feed.